What's up? Welcome back. That was the worst intro possible. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, compared to our legendary intro last week, I mean, Shia LaBeouf, I mean. Seriously. Shia LaBeouf was pretty good. But welcome, everybody, back to the LG Podcast. My name is Jackson, and as always, my Uh, co-host, Brandon. 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 I apologize for not uploading for a while. We were, we're not sorry. I I am sorry because I'm not just sorry. Stuff, okay, Baron is not sorry, but I'm sorry. Just stuff got in the way. Like you know, we we were gonna record because we were together for for break, and um. Just holiday stuff got in the way, like Thanksgiving and stuff, and we just couldn't find yeah. time to record. You know, you know, man, I had a great time with my family and doing different things lately, so I'm not, I'm yeah. not sorry. You guys would have waited not if sorry. still listened anyway. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's all good, though. All right. So, what do we want to talk about first, Brandon? Oh, I don't know, man. Let's get the... Let's get... You want to just run through the three that we've seen? The three that we saw together, and then we can do Frozen 2, Queen and Slim, and I'll talk about the other two. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Okay, so the the first movie we saw with what, together 21 bridges, 21 bridges I don't know why that TikTok reminds me of that but no but we saw 21 bridges uh beautiful day in the neighborhood and knives out together and I want to start with 21 bridges because I think that was kind of the weakest one out of all three that we saw I would definitely say so no offense um, yeah, definitely no offense to that movie because I'll I'll talk about it a little bit first. Um, I mean, I just think it did what it needed to do. Like me and Brandon talked about this when we were together, but like it was just like an action movie that like I think like Chadwick needed to like kind of like se- kind of like separate himself from the role, just the role of Black Panther. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know he's been in other movies, obviously, but right, like most people just know him as Black Panther, and I thought it was good. Uh, one thing that really bothered me is how they closed down Manhattan. It literally took 20 minutes to close down Manhattan. And there is no way you could do that in a logistical sense. (laughs) And that just really bothered me. Well, if you think about it. Oh. oh. Well, if you break down the numbers. Well, we're just trying to change the way people see us. (laughs) <laughs> can you imagine anyway. if that's how he talked <laughs> that's fine but but like it it was just like it was fun like it was a fun movie um i think chadwick did really good the cast was pretty good um i mean i really i really don't have much to say about it like it was good i would yeah. describe it i would describe it as like uh 
the perfect Netflix red box action movie. Yeah. That that that's, like, that's a good description, but like let's fast forward to when Black Panther 2 comes out mm. and you're fresh off the hype train of seeing him, Chadwick in that. So you're like, "Oh, I got to watch something else, but I just watched Black Panther 1 the other day." Yeah. Oh, let's watch 21 Bridges. It's like No, that. yeah. It was, it was just a fun... I'm actually surprised it didn't come out in the summer. I feel yeah. like that'd be a good summer action movie. Yeah. But, you know. It must just not have been ready yet. Right. I mean, honestly, I, I really don't have much to say about it. Do you have anything else you want to add? Not, not really. It was just kind of did what it was supposed to do, and it was fun. I mean, it was a fun watch. Was, no, oh, yeah, it was... A, it was definitely fun because me and Brandon had the whole theater to ourselves. So yeah, I I really enjoyed. That's always I really fun. enjoyed the experience. It was a real fun movie. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say other than that. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what else to say. But we'll talk next. We saw Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yep. Uh, do you want to say stuff about that real quick? Um, you know, we're uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is. The story of this man who, uh, I believe he was a journalist for, like, was it Esquire or something like that? Or I think so. I, I can't like remember. And he has to uh, write a, um, like, a story about Mr. Rogers, and he is kind of going through a crappy part in his life, and he... Um, Kind of, I I wouldn't say coming of age, but he kind of comes into his re he like reevaluates himself by yeah. kind of spending a couple days with Mister Rogers and figures out what's wrong in his life and how he can be a better person. Yeah, and I think it is really good. You can go oh, yeah. there. I I really enjoyed the movie. I think I I personally love the transitions of like the like the little Mister Rogers like uh, like little town. I thought that was just so cool. Right. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I also enjoyed the story a lot. Just and uh, Tom Hanks is so good in the role. Uh, he just really embodies being Mister Rogers. I think. He's very captivating in that role. Tom and another Hanks. thing, I... oh, sorry. No, no, uh, I'll just finish up real quick. Um, dang it, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Dang it, that's no, okay. <laughs> uh, you, 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 you can say. I was trying to think of what I was going to say. I was going to say Tom Hanks is the Meryl Streep of boys, <laughs> where he oh, anytime yeah. he's in a movie, you just like, oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> like oh. you just go into it like oh yeah that's you know that's Tom oh Hanks. yeah for sure or that's Meryl Streep that's gonna be a good movie no yeah I agree with that I remember what I was gonna say um I really liked how it it played out like an episode of Mr. Rogers and then oh, yeah. when me and Brandon were seeing it Brandon like literally um <laughs> leans over to me and is like dude this is like an episode of Mr. Rogers and it was just really cool it was, bas- yeah. it was basically like a feature length, ver- um, a, f- a feature film, Mr. Rogers episode. And another cool thing that was in it is like you kind of see like the struggles that Mr. Rogers goes through because you know he's not perfect. 
Mm-hmm. Like he definitely goes through struggles. Right. I really enjoyed the scene where he's like doing the puppet. Oh yeah, because he he looks like really sad, and like, mm-hmm. but like you know like he's gotta he's gotta be the better person and, you know, fight through it and help other people. It was just mm-hmm. it was really cool. I've always thought that um, I always I always thought Mister Rogers in general as like not just the movie but in. You know, the show and him as a person was always such an awesome dude. And I was super excited when I heard I heard they were going to make a movie about him, especially with, you know, Tom Hanks and everybody that was involved. And I don't know. I think they did. I think they did a pretty fantastic job of showing just how like, oh, yeah, even though he did have his struggles and it showed the realistic side of him and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It showed how much of like a saint he was pretty much. Oh yeah, he was just such an awesome dude, and yeah. And uh, shout out to the director, who her name is. Oh no, I'm going to mess this up. It's I believe it's Marielle or Mariella Heller. I think is her name, Mariella Heller. She directed mm-hmm. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and I think she should get. A lot more recognition because the direction oh, yeah. of that movie is awesome. Like you said, it's with great. the transitions and just how it felt like a episode of Mister Rogers. So, oh yeah, yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was just such a feel good movie. It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved it. And shout out to the to the like twenty people that came and saw it. One o'clock yeah, tw- on Tuesday t- in Elkhart, Indiana, dude. The twenty boomers that were in the theater yeah. with <laughs> us watching that. <laughs> okay, boomer. No, no, that was super cool seeing people actually. No, show yeah, up for a I, I really liked it. I think it was super cool. I wasn't expecting that many people to come on a Tuesday, right? But it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, I hope Best Director nominations, Tom Hanks gets some nominations. We're already seeing that stuff out of the Golden Globes, except for um, Best Director mm-hmm. um, for her. But Tom Hanks is getting a lot of stuff. I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think those are the best parts of the movie. And cinematography. Oh, yeah, I think this, the cinematography was great. All right. Wait. Yeah, Knives okay. Out. Knives Out. Probably, I think, this is probably one of the most anticipated movies of 2019, would you say? I would say so. And I and I think it does, I think it lives up to being very anticipated. Because mm-hmm. it's really fun. And there's such a great cast of actors. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got... You got Chris Evans, it's cool to see him in a different role now that yes. he's not Captain America. He was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie because obviously that sweater though. But uh, mm-hmm. dude, I got a sweater like that recently. Did you really? Yeah, dude. That's just awesome. because I want to look like Chris Evans. Oh, dude, what a what a man. What what did I say in the theater or whenever we? What was that? I don't remember. Just remember you looked over at me and you were like, now that's a man or something or, like that. No, I was like, what a hunk or yeah. something like that. <laughs> what Dude, a that, hunk. That was so funny. Oh, man. 
It's it's cool. <laughs> I think the the direction they took like plot wise is interesting because because yeah. can we talk can we talk do spoilers? We, do, do we, do we, yeah, I'd say we can talk spoilers. Um, I thought that it was really interesting that for like that style of a you know like a whodunit mystery kind of Brandon, movie. I'm losing you. Can you hear me? Brand- yeah, you're gonna Hello? say that again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. So, once again, I will say um, I thought it was interesting for that style of a like a mystery whodunit clue yeah. sort of movie that they don't wait till the very end to tell you what happened. It kind of like, what was it? All of like thirty min, thirty or forty minutes into the movie, you know yeah, what happens. Yeah, we already know what happens. You well, you think you know everything that happens, and then, but there's a whole I mean, other thing that goes on. Yeah, like we, I, but we like the thing is we know like what happened to to uh, what's his name? Dang it! <coughs> you you know the. I'm the, looking at the, it right now. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I'm really bad at actors' names, and I'm trying to get better with them. But I just oh, you mean the guy who played the grandfather? Yes, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. You know how like Christopher Plummer dies already? So I guess like was him. But like mm-hmm. we we do get a pretty sweet reveal with Chris Evans, because oh, yeah. he he went there with the intent to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. No wait. Well, like he goes in and switches the medicine, but the, um, oh. what is her name? Her name is Ana de Armas, I believe is how you say yeah. her name. Uh, she plays she the like nurse, the younger too. nurse. She was like she was honestly great. probably my favorite. Well, my, between her and um, uh, uh, Daniel Craig, I thought Daniel Craig oh, was yeah. so freaking good, dude. He, I suspect he, foul play. I suspect foul play. Dude, he was so good. Um, dude, that accent was... I don't know if I was filming that accent, to be honest. Dude, I thought it was so fun, man. It added a whole other layer to it for me. Yeah, it did. But, um... <laughs> um Ana de Armas's character, and I, that's the most white pronunciation of that name, I'm sorry. Um, her character uh, is a nurse for Christopher Plummer's character, and she comes and like takes care of him at the house. And he's, you know, million billionaire, whatever, for writing the, uh, the mystery novels and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what actually happened is Chris Evans switched her, uh, I think it was... Uh, Oh man, morphine and something else, some kind of medicine she gives him, and she switch. He switches the two vials, whatever it is, and she's such a good nurse, and she knows the like proportions of each little bottle that she still she oh, gives yeah. him the I kinda, right thing. I forgot that she gives him the right thing regardless, anyway, but he yeah. still he still ends up accidentally or not accidentally. He ends up killing himself with the intent of you know, making it look like he did that so that she doesn't get in trouble and her parents don't get um, Mm -hmm. detained because they're, um... (coughs) oh, sorry. No, you're good. They're, um, they don't have their, uh, you know, registration, their 
Yeah. Elite, but that doesn't end up happening because she gets proven to be in the right. She's in a good the right. She's a, a good guy after all. So Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I thought it was a really great. I good really, guy. really loved it. I think it's gonna have a lot of good replay value going forward whenever oh, yeah. it comes out. I think it'll be one that I kind of want to make it a tradition to watch it every Thanksgiving because it's a very much a Thanksgiving time. It's pretty fun. I've always thought that um, like mystery movie, uh, cop movie kind of stuff like that is like the fall Thanksgiving kind of movie. Oh, yeah. Especially like a mystery movie like that has always been kind of my go for for this time of year. But uh, yeah, it's. It's a great movie. It's it's a good time. Um, I understand what they say by go with a bunch of people because, like, it was fun with me and Brandon. But I feel like it would have been more fun if we got a like a like a big group, you know, mm-hmm. to go and see it. Right. Because it would be like, oh my gosh, Mer, you know, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and also, I I enjoy seeing, I enjoy seeing movies with like a big group and not like a too big group. Like when we went to see Endgame. Oh my I feel like goodness, that was, dude. That we was had like two big rows of people or no, something. No, I think like we that. had the entire row in theater fourteen, which is basically like two rows of people. That was basically two rows, yeah. Yeah, it was. Crazy. I remember I was so far away from you. I was like, Brandon, right. I wanted to watch this with you. <sighs> but regardless, that 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 was fun. But yeah. Anyway, that was Knives so out was yeah. Super fun. Uh, Knives Out, I would say, is one of the best of the year. Oh yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Daniel Craig, Chris Evans. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it too. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis as well. They were everybody in the cast was really good. I just particularly like those three. Oh yeah, but I I think they have an opportunity to make a really sweet sequel. To be honest, you think so? Yeah. I don't. Well, indulge me, Jackson. I'd like to hear your pitch. Well, like, okay, so, like, Chris Evans was like, I'll be back. And then, you know, there's still the fallout of what, uh, dang it, what's her name? You know, the, the nurse going to do with the money. Uh, Mar- Marta? Yeah, what, what Marta's going to do with the money, she's going to give it to the family, she's going to keep it for herself. Like, what's the fallout of that? And then what's, like, the fallout of the family... Figuring out that the dad killed himself, basically. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. And then Chris Evans can come back too, right? And be like, "I'm gonna kill everybody." But then I don't know. I I just think there's a cool opportunity to do something very cool. I don't know. Right. And honestly, I just love to see all those actors together again. Right. Also, quick shout out to Ryan Johnson who wrote and directed this. Yeah, he's 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 written and directed some of my like all time favorite movies. He made I forgive you for last night, dude. I ain't even gonna lie. I don't. I don't not like Last Jedi, but I'm gonna move on from that statement. I'm just kidding, (laughs) dude. That was a joke. I'm just kidding, bro. Oh my gosh. Mucho, oh sorry. Um, Dude, he directed, he wrote and directed Looper, which is one of my all-time favorite movies with Joe Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis. He also directed a sort of whodunit mystery movie a long time ago called Brick, 
with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is something everyone listening to this podcast should check out. Looper and Brick are both phenomenal movies. But, uh, yeah, so shout out to him because he did a really good job with setting up the whole story and the direction was very well handled. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Final two cents on that. So, yeah. Sick, dude. We're doing good on time. Yeah. How about uh, how about that Frozen Two, man? It's good, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't think the song slap as hard as the first dude, one. Dude, listen. I've been thinking about what I was gonna say, and I'm I'm ready to put my whole manhood on the Ooh. line. You ready? Ooh. You ready for this? Ooh. I'm ready. Not not even gonna lie. During the song, um, it's the next right thing, right? The the Anna sings. Uh huh. I cried, dude. Oh, really? Wow. Not even gonna lie, dude. I felt that in I'm my gonna soul. Stunt, dude. I mean, they were good songs. And, like, I I thought the story was interesting. Uh-huh. And I was... I really wanted them to, like... Like, confirm that the parents were Tarzan's parents. Because that was, like, a theory. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. What are you even talking about right now? That Anna and Elsa's parents, when they got shipwrecked, they got shipwrecked with and they had a baby with Tarzan. They had baby Tarzan. They had a they had a baby with Tarzan? Oh my no. They had Tarzan on the listen, island. Listen, dude, I do not know That's what Disney theory. movie you're watching. Dude. Stay tuned for Frozen Three for whatever that storyline is, I guess. No, dude. You haven't heard that theory? No, I haven't heard that theory. That when they got shipwrecked, they got shipwrecked on the island where Tarzan takes place. <laughs> the two of them, they survive. They have a baby, Tarzan, and then Tarzan takes place. I think huh. it's a cool I think it's a cool theory. And I think it would have been cool. But they kinda debunked that. Because the ship is in uh, is is on Arendelle, right? Uh, it's in the the forest or whatever. Yeah, remember? What did you think no, about the, man, f- the forest? I I thought personally, I thought it felt like a classic Disney princess kind of a movie, dude. No, yeah, to, I, I to be honest, it felt it had the like I don't know a lot. I don't want to rag on Disney because I'm I'm you know if I if I really do pop off in this acting thing, I need employment one day. And when they monopolize the whole, when they, when they monopolize the whole acting industry, I'm going to, I'm going to seriously need employment. But (laughs) with, with how many movies they put out now, it kind of has gotten to a point where a lot of these movies just kind of feel like they're for the purpose of making money. No, yeah, 100%. And it's, I think it's really cool and it needs to be recognized when, I don't know, it just felt like a classic timeless kind of movie to me i think that's why the songs felt cooler to me also because it felt like it felt like the era of like you know uh like aladdin's or um, yeah no i i I get that like it felt like that to me and i thought it, it made it feel a lot more special and i got really into the story and i thought the whole thing was really well done for that you know that could oh yeah could have with especially with it being Frozen Two and how stupidly popular the first one was, 
it's like oh, that yeah. could have totally just been a big cash grab and they could have you know redone the same songs almost but i thought it was like you know they made their own thing off the first one and it was really good yeah. i thought it was a really good sequel i i i did really like the I liked the uh, bridge storyline. I thought right. that was cool. I don't know, because it was like, you know, do the right thing no matter the costs, and everything right. will be okay. The nice little message. Because right. Arendelle was saved, and that was... Was that was that the reason Elsa was given powers, for that to save Arendelle? <gasps> I believe so, and then she becomes so. the fifth spirit or whatever. Fifth. She becomes the airbender. The airbender. The last I mean, airbender. Pretty, I mean, for real, that's pretty much what she became, right? Yeah. Um, she's yeah, the fifth spirit in the middle of Earth. She's just chilling in the in the forest now. Yeah, dude. Jay chilling in the forest. She's just Jay chilling in the forest. Now. Literally chilling, dude. Yeah, because she's like got frozen powers. Yeah. <laughs> Where be cool to see her and Frozen. Wouldn't that be just be hilarious if like one day we get like an Avengers like level like Disney movie and then it's like I need your help to save the multiverse or something like that. Dude, you know what <laughs> I really I really want to see happen is I really think it would be cool if they did a Disney princess universe. That'd be pretty I, kn- I know that's like the the easiest cash grab ever, no. and that sounds like a well, money sort of well, thing. Kind of, they kind of did that. Have, did you see Ralph breaks the internet? I did see that, and that's why I I was no. like, why didn't they like make that? Why isn't that like a they serious thing? That. I, I I liked what they did in Ralph, but I think it'd be cool to see it like an actual movie. Yeah, dude. I think like actually make it like a Marvel like Avengers type thing, right? Like, well, I mean, they already got all of the like you know the standalones. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but like, what would they do? What would be like their purpose? They What's have to the stop a. They have to stop a threat that's going to <laughs> destroy to all of their Mickey kingdoms. Mouse. <laughs> they, they have, have to, to stop, stop Mickey Mouse, Mouse from monopolizing the world. The world. <laughs> they have to stop Mickey Mouse. Oh, 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 you're, oh, you're not gonna stop me. Oh, I'm gonna take over and everything. It's literally, it's literally the meme where like it's Thanos, but it's Mickey, and he has like Fox, right? Marvel, National like, Geographic, all everything. He's like looking down. He's looking down at Elsa while she's like, you know, all destroyed, like Iron Man. He's like, oh, oh I oh. am inevitable. Oh, <laughs> snap! And all the Disney princesses die. <laughs> That's so... the end of the movie. But, no, no, the the, the whole prop, the whole like plot, is him getting businesses. So like, he, like he like he's going for Sony for his next conquer, right? And then he goes for uh, what else should he go for? I feel like Sony is kind of like the last one they need. Honestly, Sony, but, and then if they got Warner Brothers, but that's kind of a far, that's kind of a far reach. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like if 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 they buy one more thing, they're gonna be a monopoly. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'm I'm surprised they're not a monopoly right now, to be honest. Yeah, they got so, they much. so much stuff. <laughs> oh, man, 
that that'd be funny though if there was like um a a a, a princess Disney universe. Yeah. P D U. P U. Am I right? <laughs> Stinky. Stinky. All right. Um, <laughs> you talk about what you saw now. Uh, what about Queen and Slim, about... my guy? Oh yeah, sorry about that. You can't forget one of the best films of the year. No, it was so good, dude. I really dude. enjoyed it. Although <sighs> I did miss like the first ten minutes because I was late. So, what part did you see? What did you see first? Uh, uh when when the police officer picked them up. And they were getting gas for the car, and then he found out. Oh my and gosh, then like, Jackson! The car. The car, you missed dude. the like the main conflict of the movie. <laughs> I know what happens. I saw the trailer. Yeah, but there's so much good storytelling in the opening, my man. Ugh. Okay, dude. I'm sorry there was traffic. Uh. I'm sorry to get my drink and my chicken nugget te- bites. And my. Diet Dr. Kelp and my diet Dr. Kelp. Um so yeah, they they're going they go out on a date and they're getting dinner at this like I I don't know. I don't I don't know like, what kind of a place it was. It's just like a diner or something. Mm-hmm. And um they're just kind of chatting it up and you get to see what kind of personality they have. She's kind of more she's got she's more of an intense kind of person. She uh kind of argues with him about the waiter doing a bad job and he you can see he's more laid back and kind of a yeah. chill sort of guy and then the whole thing happens with the police officer because the cop pulls him over for like not correctly doing a turn signal or something like that I can't quite remember but he uh, pulls him over and then has him get out of the car and he asks him if he can search his trunk and it's super cold outside, and he's standing there forever, and she's getting frustrated waiting in the car. Mm-hmm. And as the cop, the, he, like, has a bunch of pairs of tennis shoes that he had just bought in the trunk of his car. And the yeah. cop is, like, going through all the boxes of tennis shoes and just kind of throwing crap everywhere and being super, super-duper disrespectful. And um, he basically, he barely even, like, says it. He kind of whispers to the cop. He's like, do you think you could hurry up? And he's yeah. like, what you, what do you say to me? And he's like, it's just really cold and, you know, it's really cold out I here. Got a I, don't, date, I don't have dude. anything. And, yeah. And nothing, you know, I mean, nothing at all is, you know, rude or menacing about that. He's just no, like, it's yeah. freezing cold and this is weird. And, you know, what ends up happening in the movie ends up happening. And Pop. then, yeah, so... Yeah, I think uh, I think it's pretty freaking crazy that I haven't seen, and maybe I'm just not looking at the right stuff on uh, Twitter and all that, but I'm not seeing much Queen and Slim nominations for anything. Um, yeah, that I think, sucks, dude. Because I, I thought it was a great like, because I know people might look at it at the surface and be like, "Oh my gosh, it's a." Police brutality hate movie. We need to stop. Mm-hmm. And I know our, our friend Ethan said that because we yeah. were like, oh, man, we're so excited about this. And he's like, we need to have less police brutality movies. And like, hey, now, hey, yeah, now, hold on. At... So, whoa, hey, pump the brakes. 
Look, let's not hate on Ethan. I'm not hating on Ethan. No, Ethan. I'm Ethan not trying to hate on Ethan. You, Ethan, if you're watching you, if you're yeah, if you're listening, I'm not trying to disrespect you. Was that he doesn't like movies that you know portray the police in a bad way? But I don't think that was, you know, um, there's a lot more going on in this movie than just that event. You get what I'm saying? Like it shows, yeah. it shows all different types of people. It shows so. It's just there's so much going on in that movie compared to yeah, just that. Yeah, and thing. that's like that, that kind of catapults. Yeah, that kind of catapults, and you know what ends up becoming of the rest of the movie. How I think it's more of a, you know, a love story and yeah, no, people yeah, sure. Getting put in this situation together in the crappiest circumstances, but they kind of figure out who, you know, who they are, and you know, that kind of a, it's that kind of oh, a movie. Yeah. It happens to be centered around something horrible that happens, you know, the situation they get put in. But um, mm. yeah, Ethan, if you're, I did not mean to to disrespect you at all. No, 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 no. I'm We're sorry. not. I don't think. No, Ethan sucks, dude. For real, <laughs> dude. Ethan sucks, dude. Dude, Ethan, Ethan sucks. And his uh, and his Pepsi and his Coke and his yeah. His oh my goodness, his he, burger he, and his fries, dude. That's he, all you eat. He he eaten. Period. <laughs> he eaten, dude. <laughs> he eaten. No, but no. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, now I don't want to mess this up. <clears throat> um, from Get Out, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya, I believe is how you say his last name. Uh, he's you know, uh, one of the two stars in the movie. I think he did a phenomenal job. I really, I really awesome. just love him and whatever movies he's in. I will oh, go man. see now just because the he, you know he's fantastic. I've seen him and he's so great but um <clears throat> yeah who was the actress um she's a new newer yeah. actress I, I um her a lot. let me honestly um, when when they took their when she took her dreads out it was kind of hard to like recognize her a little bit to be honest and i think that was an important that was an important part of the movie kind of then yeah I, I I also really liked how they um how they showed like all like different point of views of like how people like view it because like when they went to the bar like they're like you're safe here you're okay like and oh, then they had yeah. the and they had the dad that they ran over and he was like I'm all for it and then you had the mechanic who was like I'm not for this but you guys are paying customers so right, like, right. whatever no. like. Her name, by the way, is Jody Turner Smith. Jody Turner Smith. Man, she, she was really good in this movie. But yeah, I was talking to my dad about it because I went and saw it with my dad, and I thought, you know, we both thought that it was really, really interesting how you kind of get to see all different, like you said, all different forms of how uh, people were reacting to the situation, and you know, also kind of different forms of. I don't I don't know if I should say racism, but there is, you know, like the situation with the police officer, obviously, is that. No. But yeah. and they 
they run into the the family and they help them hide out and they're really good genuine people and then they run into the mechanic who wants nothing to do with them like you said and at the the guy at the end who ends then, up setting uh, them up money you know they think yeah, he's a part he of it, only but cares he, about money that was yeah, crazy so you get to kind of see in the in the son of the mechanic, I was not expecting him to like die. Yeah, dude, that totally that was way. That was that was, that was crazy. crazy. When he, like moment. pulled out a gun, cause like cause like it, I I definitely think it wasn't obviously it wasn't coincidence that the police officer was 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 black, cause he was trying to be like, hey man, like just go home, like you know I'm I'm black too, like I'm just trying to. To, to save everybody from you know, he getting was hurt. Trying then, to, uh, yeah. He was just was, trying to like level with him and like try and help him. Yeah. And he then he just saying, you know this doesn't have to like, this this doesn't have to lead to you know any more than just a peaceful protest. You need to just go home. You know, trying to avoid the you know because he doesn't want to see anything happen to. Oh, and yeah. that was another that was another really good representation of like yeah. how you can you know some police officers might be really scum kind of people like the dude in the beginning who are just mean and you know like no. oh, yeah. that and then you got a guy who's like genuinely like hey you know we're you know we know you guys feel passionate about this but we're here to protect you we don't want to see anything bad happen to you just go home you know he's like really going out of his way to kind of show that he cared for the boy even though he didn't know him and then what happened ended up happening and it was really like a you know impactful moment in the movie dude the 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 sound in this movie was crazy too because the gunshots like literally scared me because yeah it it literally sounded like an actual gun going off, like psh, like the direction crazy. and the editing and the sound, all really good. And Dude, literally at the end when they were trying to get on the plane and it was like the mm-hmm. wide shot, I was like, "It's over." Because I Dude, knew the cops were coming. Me and my dad both looked at each other and we were we were thinking the whole movie, like at some point, you know, the cops are gonna show up and it's gonna be the whole yeah, Bonnie because, and Clyde style story. I was like. Circle. Because I was kind of confused as to what was going to happen. Because I was like, are they really going to get away? Or are they going to, like, die? Or are they going to go to jail? But then obviously they died. Which was really sad. It was really sad. And then it was even worse to see that that dude set them up. Yeah, I know. For the money and stuff. I mean, I... And also, I think that 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 one cop was the worst because she she fired and it, mm. the, the guy was like, I said don't fire yeah and it was just like come on dude like she like I know Daniel Kalua was probably he was probably armed but she had nothing she was not she had no gun or nothing she was not armed right so that that kind of made me mad that she died because I, I thought well, at I least mean, one they, of them would live they literally like, did nothing in that moment other than conversating with each other. I, I mean, know. obviously, in the media, in the film, they're portrayed as these big-time fugitives and stuff. But in that moment, they literally were just talking. It's not like she was, like, you know, did anything to suggest that. And it's, you know, just another part of the story that, yeah, yeah, kind of shows well, like, the same. I, I really did think that, like, one of them would, like, live to, like, tell their tale or something, but... 
they both died, which is really sad. But I mean, I guess I guess that makes sense because, and, like like you said, yeah. it is a love story, and like you know, like, like mm-hmm. one of them dies, like kind of like a Romeo and Juliet situation, you know, like right, like they both died because like you know, do 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 you know what I mean? Right. No, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say at the end, um, I think in those final moments where they show the the kid with their shirt on. Or their low like their picture on the shirt, and then they do the big mural. It's kind of show like representing even though what happened ended up happening, they kind of represent a bigger, you know, a bigger. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to say, uh, meaning I guess. No, and their yeah. story is going to be carried on through people, and you know, you know, with what happened. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I brought Ethan into this just because, like, what I was trying to say was, like, you know, you look at this from the surface, like, and you do think it is just a police brutality movie, but there's so much more going on, like you said, like, there's just, there's a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of, like, storylines that get, like, there's, right. there's a lot of, like, issues and stuff that get touched on besides police brutality, right. Right. and there's, like, a lot of, like, good, like, there's a lot of good police officers that come out of it, too, like well, the yeah. one at the at the at the protest and then like the one that let them go which it, yeah I kind of I, I don't know why he, that he let them go just cuz the the other officer was talking bad to him but it's mm-hmm. like I don't know I didn't yeah. really know if that landed very well for me cuz it was just like I don't know I don't know how you felt about that part <clears throat> Sorry, I got lost. I got lost in thinking about something. Say that again. You got lost in the sauce. I got lost in thinking about my. And I'm I'm thinking about like two reviews ahead. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. <laughs> no, I was saying like, how did you feel about when they um when they got out of hiding, and uh, they were in the car, and then the one uh black officer found them and let them go. Like, do you think that that, that, like, landed very well, or... I thought it was mighty convenient to happen for them, but I kind of, with that specific situation, you could tell there there was, like, animosity between the, like, lead cop and him. Animosity. (laughs) Yeah. Was that that the right word? No, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, it's, it's just, you know, like... From from Drake Paul Cody Co thing, he's like, I can't imagine having this much animosity. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, I I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you're good. I'm just I'm I'm. By the way, for people listening, I'm sick. Like I'm mega sick right now, so I'm like super groggy and like having a hard time composing my thoughts and stuff. But um, no, I was gonna say uh. Going back off what you said, I think, I think to say the movie focuses just on, you know, the events that happened to them in the beginning, is really just yeah. kind of crazy because it's just it's really not. I mean, that is the launching off point of the story, but like that's so not even what it's really about. And I think uh, there's a mo, you know, um. 
there's a lot of great movies surrounding uh, the sort of subject of uh, police violence and stuff. But they're oh yeah. Uh, what was there was another one I watched recently that was really really good. I don't know if you saw it. Um, or not recently. I watched it back in like April. Um, the I, th- I think it's it's the Hate You Give. I think it's based on a book. Sounds familiar. That was another really good movie. I didn't even, I hadn't even got a chance to see because I didn't know it was already in the oh, theater yeah. and out. I got to watch it on the our plane ride back to Indiana. Oh yeah. And uh, that was another really good. It was another really good movie, kind of talking about you know like uh, police brutality, sort of subject matter and the experience of having uh something heinous like that happen to you oh and, yeah you know i would say the african-american experience with that and yeah to say to say that queen and slim those specifically talking about that one is uh just about that is just crazy because it's so much there's so much more going mm-hmm. on there and it's just, I think it's a really, I, th- I personally, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's just beautifully oh, done. Oh, yeah, for sure. I really, really, really loved it. I think it was just, man, another one of those movies where you can really feel the like love and care and yeah. everything put into it and the craft and just everybody's, you know, everybody's top just tier. In it, to win it. Yeah. Cause we're in it to win it, win it, then it. Oh yeah. Sorry. Can I get some last music on there? No, but man, 2019's been a great year for movies. I really hope yes. 2020 can live up live to the hype. Because we do got a couple movies. Um, we don't have to talk about them, but you know, the Free Guy looks pretty fun. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife looks I'm really fun. I'm excited for um, No Time to Die. Oh yeah, no time to die. That one's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, Tenet, Christopher Nolan, also gonna be real good. And Black Widow is next year. Right. See how that is. You know, I Wonder Woman, Bird to Prey, Wonder Woman. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of movies, and I hope it lives up to the hype because there's a lot of good things coming out. But anyway, but Um, let's keep it rolling. I'll run through these last two. Um, yeah. So I watched The Irishman, which was, I believe, written and also directed by Martin Scorsese. And it stars um, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Uh, I mean, they're the main characters. So uh, They're the mains, dude. Just to kind of give a quick review, because I was... You know, I've been thinking about this one and Marriage Story, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, basically, you know, it's pretty much it's pretty much just pros, you know, just at their best. You you know, going into this movie, you're going to get an epic Martin Scorsese gangster movie. You're going to get a great performance from De Niro yeah. and Pacino and Pesci. Just because, you know, there is nothing they don't underperform because they're 
just so at the top of acting. I think I think Robert De Niro deserves a lot of recognition for his performance in the movie because it's just so. I'm trying to think of a big word to use. Uh, I'd say like multifaceted. It's like you know over different eras of his life and how being a gangster and sort of um doing these hits for joe pesci's character and these different tasks and stuff have affected him over the years and uh yeah i think it's uh i think it's an amazing performance by all three of them i think al pacino uh should also get a lot of recognition for his role as jimmy hoffa i think he was super good like probably one of my, I'd I'd probably say my favorite Al Pacino performance, just because it was just so good. Um, uh, yeah, I think the cinematography also was really amazing. There's this cool little trick they do that, um, as uh, as the characters get older, like the beginning of the movie, it's very bright and very vibrant and very warm colors, and as the movie progresses and they get older and older, the colors start to get like this um i believe the color grading in the movie starts to get like dimmer and more bleak oh yeah like it looks more not the actual picture but the colors in the picture look more faded and old to represent that they're getting older and you know as these kind of diminishing mobster characters that have been through so much but um yeah no i mean it was really great it's really long uh, you kind of have to be into really epic, big scope, big performance kind of movies like that if you're going to watch it because it's three, I believe it's like three hours and 29 minutes. Oh, shoot. So it's three and a half long, hours? Yeah, it's a long movie. Wow. Um, but it's on Netflix, so you have the opportunity to pause and, you know, come back to it if breaks. you want to take a break. But uh, yeah, it's really good. It's. Really, really good. I would say, though, being like a Scorsese super fan like I am, I would not say it's his best movie. Mm-hmm. I would, without a doubt, say that um, there's there's actually quite a few I would put above it. But it's kind of oh, yeah. like, you know, it's kind of like um, it's like a parent trying to pick their favorite child. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like no, like, yeah, for sure. Like you love you love them all, but there's that one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's that one. No, like all of his movies are so great, but there are a few like The Departed and The Aviator, and I really like Wolf of Wall Street as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd say The Departed is probably my favorite in the sort of like cop gangster. Well, it's not not as much a gangster movie, but it's sort of in that sort of style you know vein. that yeah that vein of being like a you know a bostony gangster kind of sort of thing um yeah so that's my thoughts on that um then hey we're talking story. about this i'm gonna get a drink real quick oh sweet okay um okay Oh my goodness, my head is hurting so bad, guys. If you're listening to this and you made it this far, my head is hurting so bad, dude. Um, Do you like it? It's pretty good. Uh, Marriage Story, though, has uh, Scarlett 
Scarlett yeah. Johansson and Adam Driver. Also has uh, Laura Dern and uh, what's his name? I can't think. I can't think of what his name is. He plays the the one. There's another guy that's in it that plays the um, lawyer for Adam Driver. He's really good. Um, I would say I did not expect a Marriage Story to be as crazy good as it is because I didn't even really know about it until like a week before I watched it. And I I would without a doubt say that Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver gave two of the most realistic and best performances of the year. All right. And uh, yeah. I really, really like that movie, and I really like them together. And honestly, the I'm, I don't want to spoil it because you should watch it, but the, there's a really dramatic scene toward the end of the movie, and Adam Driver totally just... I don't know, man. He's just... Just cowering. It's so... It's so intense and so realistic <laughs> and so um, it's just great. I would highly recommend checking it out. I hope they get a lot of oh, recognition, yeah, a lot of nominations and stuff. And it's also, yeah, one of the best of the year. Really great cinematography, really great, really well put together and very awesome. realistic. So, yeah. All right. And get this under an hour, at least an hour, so we can start kind of, you know, like, getting them lower. So, I'm going to jump right into my thing. Crisis on Infinite Earths, man. It All right. is here. It is the long-awaited Arrowverse crossover, the comic event that everybody... Everybody keeps, like, comparing it to, like, oh, Infinity War and Endgame, and, like, I don't know if I'd make that comparison... But, I mean, it is obviously the whole, like, the whole universe coming together, like, the whole multiverse as well, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of cool cameos. Um, do you care if I spoil them for you, Brandon? Are you going to watch You're it? You're good. I've seen, a lot. I've seen a lot of the spoilers already. Okay. Well, um, it was really cool because Titans, the Titans TV show, was... Um, is said to be in the Arrowverse. And I just thought that was really cool. Uh, all the cameos they've been able to pull off for the show, I just... It's definitely a lot of, like, fan service, which I really don't mind. Uh, there's, like, there's um, nods to 1966 Batman. Uh, Burt Ward, who plays Dick Grayson in that, he shows up, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Michael Keaton's Batman, 1989... I can't remember who shows up, but his he do, obviously Michael Keaton doesn't show up, but it, that would have been crazy if he did. But um, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, someone from that movie shows up, which is pretty cool. And then uh, we get Tom Welling. If anybody has watched Smallville, that was that was pretty cool. I wasn't really I didn't really watch Smallville. But it was just kind of cool to see, like, a Clark Kent who, like, he, like, gave up his powers to, like, for his son, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I thought that was a really cool scene. And then uh, we have Brandon Ralph coming back as Superman, which I think is fantastic. 
He's got the Kingdom Come on, and oh my goodness, his suit is beautiful, dude. It is it's pretty. It's uh, it's probably one of my favorite Superman suits of all time, to be honest. And uh, he's really, I think he's really good as Superman. Um, and that was really cool. Uh, and then we get um, Kevin Conroy, who uh, is the voice of the animated Batman, and who plays Batman in the in the mo- not the movies in the games. He voices Batman. He comes to play Bruce Wayne, and that's really cool too. I I didn't really like know it was Kevin Conroy who played it, who like voiced Batman. But then I just recently played Arkham, and his voice is. Fantastic. It's crazy good. Fact check uh, real quick. Fact check. For all my OG animated series fans, he's also the voice of Batman in the animated series. Yeah, didn't I say the animated? You said the or, video games. Oh, shoot, my bad. The um, the animated and the, and the video games, which is pretty cool. But he was like an evil Batman. He was like... He was like if Injustice was Batman, like, and Batman started killing instead of right. Superman, and like he killed he killed Clark that Earth Clark Kent, and then uh-huh. Batman was like what, and then Supergirl was like what, uh-huh. so then they killed Bruce Wayne, and I was like what the heck? Oh, they killed the Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Wow. Cause he's like he's so like he was in a he's in an exoskeleton so everybody's like oh my gosh it's Kingdom Come, so we thought it was gonna be the same Earth as Brandon Ralph's Superman, but it wasn't. Huh. So it was like so he was like an eviler Superman, not Batman. Sorry. So then um, they're like they're like fighting Kevin Conroy's fighting and then uh. Batwoman like pushes him into like a electrical thing and then he dies. <laughs> oh gee. Very anticlimactic. What and a then... what a what a weak way to kill yeah, Batman, dude. That's Batman and you just going I out mean, like that. I mean, granted, he was like an older version of Batman. Yeah. But I mean, it was just crazy because I mean, like he had an exoskeleton, like. He was able to like punch Supergirl because he had Kryptonite, obviously, in right. like in his suit, and then he was like, "I got this from Clark," you know, like how Kevin Conroy is, like, uh-huh. "Wow, we must." No, it the, was like, so great. The most iconic Batman voice yeah. of all time. No, it's, it was it was crazy to have him in this thing, and then uh, he just dies. But like we all thought he'd be like a good version of Batman, like he would be like. So, like, okay, sorry, so preface back, so, like, the multiverse is ending, and then the antimonitors have to find these seven paragons, who are, like, the people that can stop the antimonitor. So, they think that this Batman is one of the seven paragons, turns out he's not, and it's actually Batwoman. And then, uh, Supergirl is one, and they gotta get Brandon Ralph Superman, and then... And then it's mostly everybody else from, like, the other shows, which is, like, kind of weird. Because I thought we'd just be going to the multiverse, getting a bunch of cool people, but I guess not. But anyway. Right. And then hey, coolest... what was... Uh, 
I was going to say, what was the deal with the Constantine uh, Lucifer oh, cross thing? Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you, you off. But no, no, no. I saw, I saw like a screenshot on Instagram of it. Oh, dude, it was. It's you don't even have to be like a fan of Lucifer or anything. You should just look up that clip because it is awesome. <laughs> I love it so much. I was literally watching it on my laptop, and I like, I freaked out. Like I was going crazy because. Cause he he previously said he wasn't he wasn't in the crossover, so I was just like, oh whatever, like he's not in the crossover. So then, like when they went to Earth six six six, it didn't even register with me. I was just like, oh where are they going? And they knock on the door, and it's Lucifer, and I was like, oh my gosh! How's going? So like, what's that guy's story? Is he the devil? Yeah. So like, the the show is at that he's actually the devil, and. It's kind of weird. Oh, it's such a good show. Like I'm, I'm watching it right now, but like it's kind of weird because it's like kind of like a redemption story, and I don't know how I feel about that. Like, oh, it's such a good for show. the devil, you know. It's such a good show, though. Brandon, uh-huh. yeah, I, I ain't rocking with the devil that much. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I mean. I I'm enjoying what I'm watching just because the actor Tom Ellis is phenomenal. He is he just captivates the screen and like right. see like I don't know how it all ends and like I I just don't know how I feel about it right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching it and it's like fun. Like it's it's a cool story, but like I've always um, really so liked like, Constantine and stuff, so that's Constantine. why I thought that was really cool. Oh, Constantine. I think it'd be cool if they had, like, a show together. That person. Right. That would be pretty sick. I always I thought it'd be cool, since they started the new Swamp thing, if they combined, like, oh. a lot of the dark DC kind of stuff. Sick, dude. And Lucifer yeah. is actually a DC property, so that's why they brought him in. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, no, I cameo is really cool. Uh, they left us on a big cliffhanger. It's not done yet. Uh, it ends in mid January, which really sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can wait that long. Because the the big cliffhanger was literally the multiverse is gone. There's like Earth One is kaput. Like there's there's nothing left, which is crazy. Hmm. And then uh, Pariah, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Cavanaugh. Uh, I don't. Do you know the Crisis storyline at all? Uh not enough. Yeah. Well, like Pariah is like, I don't really know how to explain Pariah. But anyway, so like, he like somehow has his power to like send all the seven Paragons away, and then they're like. And the Antimatter is like, what'd you do with them? And he's like, somewhere you'll never find them. And then literally all of our characters just die, except for the seven paragons. And then they're like, where are we? And then Sarah Lance is like, we're at the vanishing point. Which is like, if you watch Sludge in season one, did you? No. Did you watch? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's okay. But anyway, the vanishing point is like a place outside of time and space. So yeah. that still exists. And it was just, like, it was a crazy... And then, and then, okay, so then, uh, Brandon Ralph Superman is like, uh, I don't feel so good, like Peter Parker, 
Yeah. And then he kind of gets dusted. And then guess who it is? It's freaking Lex Luthor. And then he's like, I think Destiny need to be rewritten. And then where the Superman Paragon was, he just writ- he just wrote in Sharpie, Lex Luthor. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude. What? Wait, I'm I'm totally lost now. <laughs> so like Lex Luthor Okay. Was Superman or what? Okay. So they have this thing called the Book of Destiny and you can rewrite whatever you want. You can rewrite history, you can rewrite whatever. So as the antimatter wave was destroying everybody, he rewrote the the Superman Brandon Ralph's Kingdom Come so that it was him Instead of Superman. Obviously because he's Lex Luthor. He hates Superman. Hmm. So now they don't have one of their most powerful characters, Superman, to defeat the Anti-Monitor. They have freaking Lex Luthor. Did that help you at all or are you still confused? I kind of have a better understanding, yeah. I think I'm good. But anyway, it was just crazy. I wasn't expecting... There's a lot of twists that happened. Who's who's playing Lex Luthor? Oh, shoot, let me look it up. Uh, he's really good, though. I think he's fantastic. Uh, Is he the was guy on from Smallville. Su- no. Oh. Sad. <laughs> the big sad. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. John Cryer. Let's see who was in. Two and a Half Men. He was in Superman uh, 5. He was in Pretty in Pink. But he's... He's really good. Right. I really like him as Lex. I think he can play the, the role really well. But anyway, I was just like, are you kidding me? And now I have to wait a whole month. Real quick. I wait a whole month. Just because I got DC stuff on my mind now. Uh, Henry Cavill said that he's not done with Superman yet. Oh, yeah. And there's some big plans going on for Superman over at Warner Brothers. Um, We'll see. There's talk of after the... Like, they've confirmed dates for stuff today, yeah. or it was today or yesterday like or something. They confirmed movies in 2022. They confirmed Aquaman 2, Shazam 2, Black Adam, Flash. and The Flash. And they're also apparently in talks for a Man of Steel sequel and another film that takes place in the Superman universe where Michael B. Jordan might be playing an alternate universe version of Superman. That'd be cool. I, I honestly, I think they gotta lean into the multiverse thing, cause yeah. I I don't know if I'm just like a like a nerd, but like I feel like DC has that over Marvel, just yeah. kind of like having the multiple Earths. Right, like, and I that's... feel like if they lean into that, I think that'll be more interesting than them trying to like, cause then, cause then they could build up to their to an actual crisis on infinite Earths. Like, right. how crazy would that be to see that in a movie theater, dude? Like, you, know, you see even... Michael B. Jordan and, like, Henry Cavill and, like, you see Grant Gustin's Flash, you see Stephen Amell, like, 
How crazy right. would that be? Even dude? though, even though oh. I didn't do a good job of keeping up with the um, Arrowverse CW stuff at all. Yeah. Like, I got maybe the first season of The Flash and kind of dipped on it all. I always thought, you know, they're building up all these characters now. What if eventually they were at the point where they could do a crisis? And I never thought it would be at the point where, you know, like you're talking about, it's got um, Brandon Rouse Superman and, like, Smallville Smallville and just, all you know, uh, 1969 Batman. Or, like, you know, they had the uh, older version of Robin. Like, there's just so much... So he, uh, much going he, he on. Said, he said, like, the most Robin thing. He was like, holy crimson skies of something. It was so funny. That's hilarious. That's because, because the red, because, like, the red skies are coming and they're, like, because the antimatter. It was so funny. Wait, right. I, let, let me see if I can, like, get it up real quick. Because it, it's such a cool line. But, you know, if they're, they're, they, they have a lot of good. With the DC universe that they have, like Justice League, uh, also quick, quick, another quick annotation. Shout out to Zack Snyder. Um, I'm gonna say for this podcast, we are Snyder in full cut, support baby. of the Snyder Cut. Um, if this I, is of any importance, I don't care to anybody, if it's finished. I just want it. If if the you know if the effects aren't all the way done, whatever it is, we're here for it. I believe in his vision. I totally oh, oh, think. Yeah. I totally think. The studio did had you, too much say in that. Did you hear the like the ridiculous amount? Like it, like I, I think it was like ten percent of it was was his. Did you hear yeah. that? They, they, he they were. He said in an interview that ninety percent of the movie got of his original absurd. version of the movie got cut out, and the actual cut of the movie is like two hours and forty five minutes or something. Yeah. So it's like it's you know. And I saw a lot of stuff, and I, I read, a, like, a couple articles I found online about what his original vision for the DC Universe was. And it was so freaking ridiculously cool, dude. Like, the part in uh, Donna Justice where Batman's in the, like, you know, the the hellscape version of the world where Darkseid's taken over and stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, eventually, they were going to get to that. Like, there's this what? odd... Yeah, I'll have to find it and, like, you know, send it to you or something eventually. But, like, he had really big plans and he had a lot of really cool... There's this, like, detailed, um, plotted out thing of how his, like, Justice League movie trilogy would have went. And it's Dang so cool, it, dude. dude. But Dude, and I'm, I'm like, fully convinced we were going to see Green Lantern in the yeah, first Justice League. He cast someone as Green Lantern in Justice League. <laughs> But he got completely cut from the movie. Dude, I, I think I think the problem with like the Snyder cut and stuff is that Warner Brothers is just completely silent about it. Uh-huh. And it's clear that they're almost the entire cast of Justice League is for it. Right. Just, Here's real... just, Here's... just think about how much money they could make if they made it. People wouldn't even be mad if it wasn't finished. Right. Like, and if also they released think it in theaters like come on dude right to think about their merger they just made with hbo and how Watchmen's super successful on there and stuff why not put it out on hbo and then you get a billion new people to sign up for the hbo subscription thing yeah, <laughs> like everybody's that, saying it should be missing a, such a big HBO opportunity Max thing to get people and, to sign all, up. and also 
what's the point of carrying on with Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash? The only thing they're rebooting at this point, it seems like, is Batman, which is obviously its own thing now already. But you've got literally everybody else but Batman is still on course. You know, we got a confirmation from Henry Cavill that he's like he's working on the Witcher series, which also seems really good that comes out this month. But he's that's his main focus. And he said he is so down to keep doing Superman eventually when, you know, they come to him with it or whatever. And he's still in talks with them about making a movie. Wonder Woman's coming out next year. Birds of Prey. The guy who played Cyborg, Ray Fisher, said that he oh, yeah. put his career on the line for Zack Snyder to play Cyborg again. Aquaman 2 is happening. Flash is happening. It's like, why would you keep going with these characters from your supposed failed I just don't know what they're going to do with Flash. <laughs> I think they need to keep it simple. Pick a low-key kind of villain. Not low key like Avengers, but like low key as I think. Like, I think you know, they got to do Reverse Flash. To be honest, that'd be some, such a good story. I think. I think they need to have us like a, do like a fake out situation where you think it's one guy. Like, I don't know. Pick I whoever think, you want I to, think it could and then be have like, Reverse Flash be at the like helm of it. You know what I mean? He he could be like, or like. It'd be cool to do, like, a rogues movie. Like, you know, you got Captain Cold. You could have, like, Heat Wave, uh, Mirror Master. Who else? Uh, Weather Wizard. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. It'd be cool to have, like, a rogues movie where it's just, like, him, like, fighting the rogues. Like, it's not, like, big stakes or anything. He's just... Because, like, I, I think The Flash is more like a... I don't know, like a Spider-Man character, you know, like right. where he does like big stuff, but it's more like kind of like contained, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I think, yeah, I think that like, Flash has like the potential. Said. He has the potential to be that like bigger almost than like. Here's my unpopular opinion. I've always thought that the Spider-Man stories in general were kind of more important to me than a lot of the bigger scheme yeah. stuff just because I connect with Spider-Man a lot more, and his villains are all so good. <laughs> so, And I think that mm-hmm. The Flash has the potential to be that kind of shining light for the DC universe. And I think, I think Ezra Miller's a fantastic actor, and I think he did a great job as The Flash. I don't think that he got... It's a Jared Leto Joker situation where yeah. I don't think he got quite the opportunity to really get into it like he could have. No, but no. I think there's a lot of potential to build that sort of... You know, he starts out as kind of a dumb young kid who doesn't really know what to do with his powers. But, yeah. you know, he feel he feels insecure. But once he puts the suit on and, you know, he's a well, obviously he's a scientist and that's what he's being trained to do. So he's yeah. smart. But in the sense of like knowledge of being a superhero and being a confident person, he's kind of a nerd and doesn't understand how to be that sort of a person. But he sort of uh, comes to over the course of three, maybe even, like, four movies into this, like, just larger-than-life superhero. Because eventually in, like, the Justice League animated series and stuff, Flash was always the dork, but he grows into being this, like, epic American hero. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
Like he definitely starts out as the goofy kind of Spider-Man sort of type. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I just think I think there's a lot of potential there. Oh with all yeah, of those characters, and they really need to reconsider what they're doing. And now that they kind of, you know, there's more than enough hype between behind the Snyder cut. They've confirmed all these other movies. They could, you know, kind of. Step back, figure out what they need to do, push, you know, then go forward with that vision and start building on the multiverse, which is what they're already oh, yeah. doing. If they do go forth with a Man of Steel sequel with Henry Cavill and then they make a Michael B. Jordan spinoff, there's and your then Superman that's like side. Could, that's like you get got, away with the new Robert Pattinson Batman and right. not be and like, wait, like, what the... Robert Pattinson Batman. And that's also how you Joker get away with Joker well. and other... DC Black Label movies. I mean, like, Birds of Prey is already in the Justice League universe, but you could, you know, there's all kinds of potential for all kinds of stuff like that, and they just... But, like, man, it's just, like, it's... It sucks. Well, like, I guess they have Wonder Woman coming out next year, which is cool. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even realize this, but, like, Black Widow and Wonder Woman are coming out in the same year. It's crazy. Yeah. Actually, fun fact... I saw something about it uh, the other day. It's Black Black Widow, Wonder Woman, Eternals, and something else comes out next year as well. Another superhero movie. And they're all directed by women. Sick. So all the superhero movies in one year are directed by women. So that's super cool. Awesome. Especially with them being like, you know, Black Widow and Wonder Woman. Yeah, let's get a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, girls. Yeah, ladies. It's ladies. <laughs> it's ladies year all year. We coming out with the best superhero oh, yeah. content. It just it just sucks that they wait. Batman's coming out twenty twenty one, right? What's up? Batman is twenty twenty one? Yeah. God. It just sucks they got all these stuff coming out in 2022, because Marvel also has a lot of stuff coming out in 2022. You got Spider-Man 3, think... you got Doctor Strange, you got uh, Guardians 3 as well, you got Black Panther 2, you got... They got a lot of competition, which you is know, why they should have the planned Disney it better. Plus, Disney Plus content. And all the Disney Plus shows. I, I really think DC should have planned a little better, and tried to get the releases a little out earlier because after Endgame, like I think I think we've talked about this before, but that was DC's time to strike, dude. They should have had a bunch of movies planned already because they're like, all right, we know that they're gonna end these. Because well, they, I think because they Go ahead. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be interrupted. I don't no, know when to good. interject properly. I was gonna say yeah, I fine. think that's why they're heavily promoting wonder woman now and they're promoting their announcements again because if you if you kind of paid attention over the past like year or so dc hasn't Mm -hmm. like there used to be this kind of kick where dc every like month or every couple weeks they'd they'd like announce something and they'd blast it all over everywhere like oh we're gonna do 15 green lantern movies and we're gonna do a a batgirl movie directed by josh yeah like everything all the time 
and I think they kind of went into hiding for a little bit. They did. I believe they weren't at Comic Con this year as well. Yeah, they weren't. And I think that's a really good sign. They also got a new CEO at Warner Brothers as well this past year, and um, so I think they're taking a lot of time to kind of step back and be like, okay, what do we need to do to put this? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got this opportunity now that kind of uh, Marvel has sort of run their course. And, you know, I do firmly believe that Black Widow is very much almost like a nostalgia movie for the Marvel fan. It's not yeah. really like I'm super excited for it, but I don't think it's like as far as DC versus Marvel, if we're still having that I conversation, don't think... I don't think it's like anything to worry I... about. You know what I mean? I don't want that to sound wrong. No, yeah, but like, like it's, I, it's, I think... it's its own contains thing. It's not like oh, this is setting up the new universe of heroes. Like, this is, yeah. you know, for the fans of Black Widow that always wanted a movie, which, which I was... Is, uh, which is kind of odd to, like, start Phase 4 with that. Right. I think it's really... I think that should have happened... It should have happened a long Widow time been ago. The first, I think she should have been the first female hero to have her own movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. No disrespect sure. to Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, but, like, you know... She's been around since the beginning. It's Iron, Iron Man, Man 2. Yeah. So it's just a weird timing to put that. So that's why I say it like that. Not No disrespect to anybody involved in Black Widow. Oh, it's like, yeah. It's an amazing movie. But it's just I'm really excited to see placed. David Harper in the, his Guardian. He looks hilarious. I'm excited to see Florence Pugh. He still fits, brother. Florence Pugh is going to steal oh, the show. But, yeah. But um, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's really good that they're kind of just now they're starting to hype up Birds of Prey, they're hyping up Wonder Woman, and now they're kind of announcing stuff. There's talk of a Green Lantern TV show in the yeah. HBO universe or the HBO uh, app or whatever it is. And then Booster Gold as well. That'll be crazy. Booster Gold too. and the Watchmen show is getting big. Watchmen. Talk, so. You know, there's a lot of potential to cross things over and build a... Yeah. But, you know, I think they need to take the time to do their Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman 2 and build these characters up. And then maybe that's yeah. when they should strike it. Because I, I really think, you know, like... It was it was crazy because they're like, oh man, we gotta do Justice League because Avengers was so successful. I right. think they gotta stray away from what Marvel's doing. I really think they have to. It would be cool to see a Michael B. Jordan Superman movie, and then like I don't know, like the post-credit scene is like like zooms out and you see like all the parallel universes, and then it, like teases Crisis, and you just be like, or Dude. get this, <laughs> we finally, as you know, hardcore comic fans and DC fans. We wait so we've waited so long for a Man of Steel two. It finally happens, and the whole movie's real great. You know whatever the story is, we get through the credits and the you hear like the credits go. It gets to the very end of the credits. You hear the Superman theme song, and then all it says is Earth One. Oh, wouldn't that be sick, dude? That'd be that'd be crazy. And people would be like. Oh! And then you hear like the Rocky music insinuating that Michael B. Jordan's coming because he's pretty... <laughs> dude, dude. And then I just I think they have to they have to lean into that because I think that's their strength is multiverse. 
Right, dude. That would be I just sick think too. That'd be so cool. You know, and by the time because we I'm haven't really gotten like a superhero. <clears throat> sorry. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be interrupted. No, I'm just, like I'm fine. excited that I like interject. No, I'm DC excited talk. too. This is really long, but like I think this is good discussion. Well, I mean, we haven't had a podcast in a while, so it's kind That's of true. you know. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think by the time, because they said there wouldn't be a Man of Steel 2 until at least 2023, which is mucho disappointing. Dang but it, dude. by the time that happens, we'll, you know, we'll have another Wonder Woman under our belt, Aquaman, a Flash, a Batman, a Birds of, Pre- a Birds of Prey, a Black Adam, a Shazam 2. So, you know, they're building on it. And by the time we get to that, it could be the point where, you know, as... Uh, Warner Brothers building this universe, they can be like, okay, let's start to, you know, now let's start to set the seeds for bringing these things together and setting up these crazy crossovers and different things. That'd be so cool, dude. Because I don't want them to get excited and, like, you know, uh, in Aquaman 2, they're like, oh, I don't know, say something about Superman. Like, the the next round of movies coming out over the next couple of years definitely need to be their own things and building on those characters. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm okay with, like, little teases at the end. Like, little things. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. not, like, big things. Like, just little guys. Uh-huh. But, man... That would just be so cool if we got a Crisis on the Infinite Earths on the big screen, dude. It'd be crazy to me. And to then see... even to to <clears throat> to see like different versions of like and like even if they get people back like Grant Gustin, like who like who have played Right. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> be done hello you're cutting out a little bit sorry they're cutting out sorry like what i was saying was like obviously this is gonna be very far down the line like probably i don't maybe 10 years oof i know it's gonna suck but (laughs) well uh, i'll be optimistic let's say six years six years so obviously 2024 let's say 2024 so obviously, Flash will probably be done. Um, Arrow's definitely going to be done. Uh, like all these, all these shows will probably be done. And how cool would that be to see them on the big screen? That would just be right. That's just the fanboy in me, but that would just be so insane to see Ezra Miller and Grant Gustin together on the big screen, and then you see. Uh, I don't know. And then you could even maybe get John Russell's ship again. That'd be pretty cool. You know what they could really do if they wanted to pull out all the stops? What? Get, get like, Christian Bale to come oh. in as Batman, Ben Affleck, and it Dude. would be super duper sick. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson as well, because, I, I mean, I thought that was, like, uh, the most obvious one. But like, yeah, I thought I was thinking about this, and I was like, "Oh, Michael Keaton too." Michael but Keaton, baby. I think it would be even cooler if they like, without telling you the story, 
they built on Michael Keaton's story and he was old man Batman in Batman Beyond? Ah, uh, yes. Like, what if he goes on to do that and then he comes in with, um, uh, I can't remember what his name is. It's like McGinnis or something. The the kid who becomes Batman in Batman Beyond. Dude, wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I don't think that's going to happen, but man, that would be so cool. That would be craziness. That would be insane. Dude, just imagine having like Henry Cavill, Michael B. Jordan, and then maybe Brent- even Brandon Ralph yeah. as well. And then, heck, let's throw Tom Welling in there. Why the heck not? All on the screen at the same time. Right. And they're facing up against the anti-monitor, baby. Ugh. Not to, like, discredit the CW's crisis, because it is very good right now. I'm very excited about right. it, but... But that would just Man, be- that would just be dude. so cool, dude. I would fanboy so hard. Fanboy. Oh, Omega fanboy. It'd be a crisis on infinite Earth. <laughs> but, um, bumps. You know, it'd be it'd be really dumb, but just for my sake, it'd be cool if they like they made a new version of Constantine in the next couple years for the movies, and they had him the TV one, and they did Keanu Reeves Constantine from like two thousand and six. I love Constantine. He's such a cool character, dude. So good. Matt, so good. DC. Oh my gosh, dude. Warner Brothers, listen Please to me. Make you have so much good content, dude. No, yeah. Do something real. great with it. You're a legendary studio that makes legendary movies. We know you have the capacity to do it. Just put the right filmmakers, yeah. the right screenwriters, and the right actors in place to do these things, and you can have a great thing. Just do it. Just and leave it have... to create people. Yeah. Get you yourself have a all your Kevin properties, Feige. dude. You have Get all yourself. of your properties. Dude, we forgot Suicide Squad, the new one. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That come out 2020? I believe so. Holy shoot, dude. Dang. Lit- Warner Brothers, you have... Oh, and Venom comes out in 2022. Yeah. Dude. Warner Brothers, you have the tools... You have the tools to build this epic universe. So do it. Dude, do it wait. Right. I just had right a thought. Hand. With the Suicide Squad, that could also be a hint at the multiverse. Right. It? Right. Because it's brand new, right? Oh, wait. Right. But Margot Robbie's in it. But that's also the... You get into doppelgangers, too. So it could be on a different Earth. Could be. Which I think and it's directed by James Gunn. And we all know James Gunn has the guts to do multiverse Something. crazy yeah. stuff. He's not afraid just, to put creative tools. I just I just hope I live to see a day where he does that. Because yeah. you know you know Marvel's already gonna do that with Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Right. So it's, it's like DC gotta step up and take what's and theirs, you know, dude. It's not like I'm like ragging on Marvel and I oh, want to no, see no, them no. not succeed. Yeah, but I it's like you know Marvel. 
legitimately, I'm not going to lie, I think Marvel's had a amazing run with yeah. the story that they've told through Endgame from Iron Man 1. And that can never be, you know, uh, doubled. Like, like that's that's the biggest W in cinematic history. But I think Marvel is going to take a lot of time to build up these new things that they're working on. And DC's already got the stepping stones for something that they could get going in the next, you know, five they years. Easily do, dude. They just got to do it. Yeah. And also, just so it's said, I've been working out a lot. I've been working on my acting skills Woo. a lot. DC, I want to be Robin, dude. Hit your boy up, dude. No cap. Hit your I want to be Robin, no cap, dude. dog. I will be the sidekick to Robert Pattinson. I'll tell him jokes Choose about Twilight. Sick. I'll make jokes about the <laughs> lighthouse. You know, Matt Reeves. I love the Planet of the Apes trilogy. One of the best of all time. Big fan of everybody involved. Let me in, dude. Let me in, coach. I'm Let ready to in. play. Put me in, coach. Um, all right. Speaking of Robin, I found the clip. So let's end on Burt Ward's 1966 Robin, Dick Grace. Right. So real quick, before you do that, we'll officially wrap it up, and then you can end on that clip exactly, okay? Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. It's been a long time since the last one, but this is a chunky episode with a lot of stuff to listen yeah. to. So, yeah, I think Tune in. I I think it was pretty good. It's a good episode. It's pretty good. It's pretty good talk. Tune in for the next one whenever that is, whatever that's about. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here is Burt Ward's Dick Grayson. But the time for preparation is past. The crisis is now upon us all. Holy crimson sky!